Welcome to the Rich Man Podcast with me, your host, corporate dropout turned seven-figure CEO in 18 months, Melanie Aubert. I'm a business coach that's determined to normalize women and wealth. We are completely ditching the old, outdated boys club way of running a business, and I'm teaching you the new way of attraction marketing, soulful selling, and wealth embodiment. Instead of marrying the rich man, we are the rich man. Get comfortable, get ready, and let's dive in. Welcome back to another episode of the Rich Man Podcast, where we continue the conversation about money. And this is something that I feel very strongly about when it comes to money mindset coaching around money and some things that I've realized along the way that I want to share with you because I think that we oftentimes feel really bad about ourselves or down on, down on ourselves when we when it hasn't fully clicked yet when the whole money mindset thing just feels so foreign and so abstract that you're like I'm just I just don't understand like it doesn't make sense to me and I want to debunk some some misconceptions and some really toxic money mindset coaching that we've heard in this space and I want to give you some I want to rework it for you I want to re- rework it and explain one why it's not helpful but two how can we can see it differently and and how we can use this coaching moving forward in, into your daily life, into your practices, into your business, so on and so forth. For those of you who don't know my story, I highly recommend going back to the very first episodes of the Rich Man Podcast where I give you all the details, but I grew up in, in poverty. My family did not know how to manage money, make money, keep money, have it, spend it. It was just really difficult. And I think generationally, as most things are, there was a lot of uh, there's a lot of shame around it, a lot of misconceptions about money. And and from a really early age, I want to say in my in my teens, I was always fascinated by the conversation of money. Like it always was the weirdest thing to me to know that there's people on earth where money was just like there. Like they just love money. They, they didn't know what it was like to not have it. And it was, I just like to compare what I believe to be true. And I would and I liked to contrast that with what other people thought was true about money. It just always fascinated me. And when I was in middle school, this is when it kind of piqued my interest. When I was in middle school, we moved. We were evicted from where we were initially. So I went to a new school. And when I went to a new school, the where we lived was like right on the border of the really wealthy part of town. And so I went to I went to middle school, seventh and eighth grade. I went to eighth grade with a bunch of kids who had, I mean, they drove like Range Rovers. Uh, their families had a lot of money. And it was really interesting when I was kind of dumped in that environment. It was really weird to be around people who didn't, weren't suffering. Like they, it was just their normal life. And so when I was first exposed to that, I was like, holy shit, this is pretty cool. There are people like this who exist. And I knew that I would never have that. So yes, I felt jaded as a teenager because I my family wasn't like theirs. But it 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 gave me perspective. And now that I'm doing this money mindset work and, and I really – want to explore intuitive business and and money, especially with my women clients, because we've been kind of, not kind of, we have been trained to see money success a certain way based on what society has told us it should look like, it should be like. Um, and the role of a woman being a breadwinner, a woman being a highly successful has been painted as 
as you know, a Meryl Streep where it's Devil Wears Prada that are divorced. They're they're mean, mean girls. The rich girl is always mean. She's whatever. So we have we've we get it. We get the narrative. We get all the things. So when my when a mindset coaching comes into play, there are four four phrases that I hear all the time. And I and I want to walk you through the intention behind these and, and how to rework them so that they do click for you because they are helpful, just not how they're initially taught. So number one is just believe that it's it, it's true and therefore it is. Just believe that the money is coming. Just believe that it, it's yours and it is. The second thing we hear all the time is you need to be positive or else you're attracting what you don't want. This fucked me up so hard. I When I say that this work, this work in entrepreneurship has like changed my life, truly, fundamentally, soul at a soul level, I'm so changed by the work that I do in this space. But it on the journey too, it really fucked me up, especially when it came to the law of attraction, which we're going to talk about. And then when I hear coaches say the how doesn't matter, or I just decided and therefore it happened. So here's what I see. There's there's one of two things that happens when we hear these certain phrases come up in coaching. Number one, it's either the, the coach or the mentor who's teaching it is too far removed from your personal experience. And it's not that this coach doesn't know what they're talking about. It's just that they're so... They're at a certain level where where you're at, they can't even comprehend anymore. Like being there is so hard for them to understand that it's very difficult for them to place themselves. This is why in my business, when it comes to intimate coaching, I don't work at an intimate level with anyone who's just beginning. Anyone who is like fresh, doesn't know what they want to do in this space. I don't work with intimately because I don't remember what it's like to be there. I just don't. And I would rather leave that space for someone who's a, a fewer steps ahead of that person because they're they're more, they're able to help them. They're able to, they're, they're able to go back to that. They, they know what it's like to be in that position. I don't. So therefore I'm just going to leave that for someone else. That's why most of my, my programs, when it comes to beginner level, um, micro mastery educational items are, are passive. So we either have a coach who is just too far removed from the understanding that you're at. Like that's just it. Or the coach is teaching from their own experience and not actual mastery of the subject. It's one thing to read a book on the law of attraction and another thing to teach it. If you don't fully understand and have it integrated into your daily life, the way that you teach it is going to be completely misleading. My very first, and there was an episode on this, my very first coaching experience, my co- and I, I was like dirt poor. Remind you, I quit my corporate job with negative $116 in my bank account. I ended up being able to cash out my 401k to give me some money to live on. While I invested in a coach. So I didn't have, I had pennies to pennies to my name. And when I was navigating the beginning of business, the coach I was working with has, she was been in the space for a few years. And, and when, and her, her program was for beginners. But one thing she would say to me all the time was, what does your heart tell you? What is your, when I would say, I, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to choose. Like navigating freedom was like a whole new world to me. There were so many things I wasn't expecting. And she just kept saying like, what does your heart tell me? Or what does your heart tell you? What does your heart tell you? What do you think that you should do? And I looked at her and I was like, um, <laughs> my heart's telling me that I'm fucking broke and that I, I can't pay my mortgage if I don't figure this out. So that's what my heart is telling me. What most people don't remember or know is that whenever you're feeling lack or scarcity and you feel unsafe, like there's, when you're not able to understand the difference between the two, it's a spiral. It's an immediate spiral. Your, your, your body goes into fight or flight and you immediately feel lack because that's what your body's supposed to do. So she would say these things to me and I'm like, what are are you talking about? Like, that doesn't even make sense right now. Like, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what to do with that information. 
And I want to walk you through each four of these items that we typically hear and, and how to rework them. Because for a long time, this kept me, I, I would shrink because I felt stupid. I felt like, uh, how come everyone else understands it? And I don't like, when is my moment going to be where it just all clicks and it all falls into place. And I had to really dissect these and then integrate them master them and then now I'm able to teach them. So one, whatever whenever you hear something about money mindset or law of attraction doesn't fully land just yet, leave it. It's either you weren't ready to hear it yet, it wasn't meant to be integrated just yet, or whoever told it to you, said it to you, taught it to you is it's coming from a place of their own experience and not actual full understanding or continued integration, okay? We're all on a different journey. So some of the things that a, a, when a coach only teaches from experience, because things work for them along the way, for us, it's like, okay, well, I'm not on your process. I'm not on your timeline. There's a disconnect here. So I want us to walk through these. So just believe it to be true. And it is. Here's how this is very harmful and toxic when it comes to how we see money, because 95% of your brain is subconscious, 95%, 90% of the thoughts that you're thinking today, you thought yesterday. So when we're getting into this space, getting into this work, or even continued integration of money mindset work, it is so difficult, so difficult to just believe it to be true when 95% of your subconscious, 95% of your brain subconscious, deep-seated coding around money, generational trauma around money, thoughts, beliefs, patterns, habitual behavior around money, it is physically impossible just to believe it to be true. And it is, if it was that easy, we would all be trillionaires. If it were that easy, we would never experience the roller coaster that exists in, the, in this entrepreneurship journey, right? So what we need to do is one, we need to go back in the timeline. We need to go through our deep seated coding around money. When you want to believe something to be true, what pops up for you? What we need to have are the tools to take with us when 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 our deep-seated beliefs or our coding starts to bubble over. When we say, all right, I believe I'm a millionaire. And then all of a sudden, the subconscious kicks in. Your default kicks in. It's the, no, you're not. You don't have any money in your bank account. What do you mean? You're a failure. Yada, yada, yada. You hear this chatter in your brain. And what most of us don't know is that chatter isn't you consciously. That's not who you are today. What you're hearing in your subconscious is who you were yesterday, the day before, when you were five, when you were two, so on and so forth. So you can't just believe it to be true, and it is. What you need to do is have the tools to dig deep into your coding, know the difference between subconscious chatter and conscious choosing. What do you want to be a match for? Are, is, is what you are hearing, what your subconscious is bubbling over, are you able to look at that and say, okay, where is this coming from? Where in my timeline did I pick this up? Can we observe it? Because what happens is we say, I just believe I am. And we say all the mantras, we do all the affirmations, and then the same thoughts, the same defaults keep kicking in time and time and time again. We keep trying to stuff it down, right? Like just shh, quiet, sit down there. I want to believe this to be true. And we don't actually go anywhere because we're not actually, we're, we're not digging into what actually needs to be dug up. We're just kind of like scratching the surface and then sticking the crystals in our pantaloons and thinking that that's enough. It's not. So you can't just believe it to be true. We got to go back. We, we got we to gotta pick up what we're putting down. We got to pay attention to what our subconscious is kicking out at us because that's where the real healing is. That's where the real transformation is. Is in those little moments of, holy shit, that thought just came up. I'm judging someone who's rich or whatever the case is. Here's an example. If I want to believe 
if I want to believe that a hundred K month is, is mine. Okay. I can't just believe hundred K is mine and it is, that's one piece of it per se. But what happens is when I declare, let's say hundred K month, what's going to come up is my default, my subconscious. Whenever I'm uncomfortable, my subconscious starts to spit out random things that it believes to be true to, to help me predict what the future is going to hold. Here's an example. So hundred K months, mine, I believe it to be true. Therefore it is. Then the subconscious says, how are you going to do that? How, how will you, last month you only hit X amount of dollars. That's, there's no way that's going to happen. Yeah. All right. And what we do is we ignore that most times, right? We're not taught how to deal with those, those blurbs that come out of our subconscious. Therefore, we're just like trying to stuff it down, like shh, quiet. Like we're trying to stuff it all back in the closet. What we need to do is say, huh, let's open the door. Let's open the closet door and, and, and look at what else is coming up. Why? Let's heal it. Let's see. Let's, let's find out the moments where we're sticky still. And let's move through it. We can't just believe it to be true. Therefore it is. The second thing I hear all the time is you need to be positive or else you're attracting what you don't want. And again, this fucked me up. I read, when I first read the Law of Attraction books by uh, Jerry and Astor Hicks, this is years ago, and I, I Googled it, it came up and I was so excited because the first page was like, you manifested this book. And I was like, oh my God, I did it. But when I'm reading it, it it was literally saying things like even the bad shit in your life, you've attracted it. And this triggered all kinds of emotions because I grew up in poverty. How the fuck does I, did, did I attract that? And I, I, I was, I was very offended. I was very taken aback. I was, it, it clearly, it activated the shit out of me. Like I was triggered everywhere. More importantly, I was triggered when it said the bad stuff, because in my mind, I couldn't understand how people attract cancer, how people attract death. Like it just, it, it threw me for a loop. I've had years to sit with this and I have years to integrate it. So here's what this means. We always are a match for something. We're a match for something. And not that we're always generally trying to attract bad things specifically, but whenever we're at the low vibration of, like when they say it rains, it pours, they're referring to the law of attraction. Typically, when you're in a bad mood and, the, and you sit in a bad mood and, and you're, only, you're only vibrating a frequency of like bad shit, bad shit, bad shit, bad shit, like that's, that's, that's what they're referring to. However, we forget that we are humans with human emotions. Even the most ridiculous shit you're allowed to feel, like the silliest of things, the silliest of things. Yesterday, not yesterday, uh, last week I cried because my, <laughs> I couldn't put my fake eyelashes on right. Like it was just annoying. It like pissed me off. Like it was getting in my eyeballs and I just like, it threw me. And what we oftentimes do is we don't allow ourselves to feel our emotions. And especially, and if you're me, this is what I did. I was so scared to feel sad. I was so scared to feel mad. I was so scared scared to feel defeated because I, I thought that if I felt those feelings and I was only going to attract more situations that allowed me to feel more of that. And that's not the case. What I learned was when we just continue suppressing feelings because we're afraid that we're going to attract other shit, this is so detrimental to our, our mental health. It's ridiculous. Emotions are meant to move through you. Emotion, in motion. They're meant to move through you. This is why children throw tantrums when they're when they're feeling a certain way because they they that's the only way to express it and release it. For whatever reason, I, we're taught this. We're stop crying, stop doing this. We we need to still learn how to feel our feelings without the fear of attracting what we don't want. 
because I have learned that the more we suppress, we're only locking that emotion into our body and eventually it's going to explode. It's like you keep dropping mints into that Coca-Cola bottle and you're just waiting for the cap to blow off. So here's what we need to do. Allow yourself to feel the feelings. Here's an example. I'm launching, my goal was 10 people, okay? And whatever that equals via income. And I only got four people. And yes, I am, I'm grateful for the four people and I want to be grateful for the four people, but I can't help but feel just sad. Like I'm just, I really thought it was going to happen. I believed it to be true and therefore it was, but it didn't happen for me. What I want you to do is not say, okay, I'm not sad. I'm not sad. I'm not sad. And like stuffing it down into like the crevices of your body, but instead of being like, okay, I'm fucking sad. Let me be sad for 10 minutes. It's not going to last forever. What I find is when we stuff it down into the crevices of our body, we, we feel it longer. Like it's, it's just, we're, we're giving it life. We're prolonging its existence. We might as well just sit with it and say, I'm fucking sad. I am upset that this didn't go the way that I had planned to. I'm grateful. Yes. But allow me to just like throw my tantrum and allow it to release itself. Then you completely get rid of it. Like it's gone now. It moved through you where we start to attract the spiral of when it rains, it pours when we sit in it. When we sit in the victim role, when we sit in the poor me, see it never works. That's very different than just being like, yeah, fuck it, I'm sad. I'm sad right now. I'm just sad. Versus being like, well, that's just proof that I can't do it. I just can't do it. There's a difference between the two. There's a difference in energy and what you're allowing yourself to sit in. I once heard someone say, we often commit ourselves to sadness. Like we allow sadness to wreck our happiness so easily. But what if you allowed happiness to wreck your sadness? Like what if you just allowed, like you just know that, okay, if I'm feeling sad, frustrated, whatever it is, allow myself to feel it, journal it out, whatever I have to do to release it. And then know that happiness is about to wreck it in a second. Like, can we, can we switch the narrative? But just hearing the, you need to be positive or else you're attracting what you don't want. Like I'm, and I'm not joking when I say this, it like really screwed me up. I was so scared. So we need to understand there's an emotional intelligence and regulation behind this all. You're able to express yourself without fear of attracting worst case scenario. However, you're not allowed to wallow in it. You're not allowed to sit in it. You're not allowed to say, well, here's further proof then start grabbing other things when you're sitting in that despair. Allow it to pass through. It's temporary. And then move on. The third thing that we hear is the how doesn't matter. <sighs> okay. This drives me nuts because I feel like a lot of people who are at really, really like enlightened stages in their life say this. And it's part true, but most of all, it's not. <laughs> so here's what I mean. The how is necessary, especially when it comes to money. Knowing how to navigate your emotions, knowing how to work through your emotions, knowing how to journal through it, knowing how to navigate through it. That's the most important piece. How else are you supposed to do it? You can't just believe it. Practical money mindset, the practicality behind it all is important. The science, the connection, the work. The, there is an art to, de to detachment. When people say just like detach from the outcome. It's physically impossible. And I've been there. It's physically impossible to detach yourself from the outcome when the outcome is how you pay your mortgage. When my old coach used to say, just what does your heart tell you? I'm like, my heart is saying right now that we're fucking broke and I need to make a dollar. So that's what my heart's saying. If you want the truth, this is what my heart's saying right now. The how does matter. But there are certain degrees to how. So and I'm going to assume this is what most people mean when they say the how does it matter. I always like to give the example of riding a bike. When you were a child and you were learning how to ride a bicycle, 
your parents likely taught you how, how to get on the bike, how to pedal. That was all they gave you, right? You didn't sit there and like read all the manuals and like started making like hypotheses and like making Google docs on like how to ride a bike. You just knew the basics on how to do it. Where we overindulge ourselves in the how and asking of the how is when we start to say things like, okay, well, well, how do I balance when I'm on the bike? Well, how do I continue riding? But how do I, like we start to future pace too, too, too far ahead that doesn't even matter. Like, why are you even asking those questions? So what we need to do is there's, there's, a, there's a how at each experience. And when I'm going to assume, when someone says the how doesn't matter, what they're meaning to say is you have to experience it to understand it. Because think about riding a bike how to maintain it or how to pop a wheelie or how to go downhill. doesn't matter if you're not even on the bike yet. Focus on the first how, right? Like pace yourself. How to get on the bike, here's how to do that. Don't worry about everything else right now. The how for that shit doesn't matter. Get on the bike, get yourself balanced, learn how to just do that, go down like a straight street before you begin going downhill, popping wheelies, doing BMX style shit because that how is like a a totally different conversation, okay? That is what I teach my clients. That is what the work that I do. There's hows at every level. There's how to do everything, but the degree of how or or how far in advance you're trying to map out things is, is where I draw the line. Okay. So whenever you're kind of pushing, when you're pushing, when you're pushing for a how, stop yourself. Am I just asking like how to pop a wheelie or am I asking how to ride the bike? Two very different things. And then the last thing that we typically hear is that I just decided and it happened. Well, I, I don't even know who did this, but I was listening to like a, a, a Instagram live or a Facebook live or some kind of live video. Maybe it was a YouTube video. I'm not even quite sure. But they, when, when people ask like, how did you get to where you are? Like, what did you do to get to where you are? And they're like, I decided, I decided that I was going to be a millionaire and I was, and this used to resonate with me until I got, until I got into entrepreneurship when I was young and I, and I watched this it might sound silly, but I I wonder if many of you have felt the same. I watched this interview with Jennifer Lawrence back in the day. This is one of her, like, remember that she had that one year where she was just doing a bunch of like Hunger Games, Silver Lining. Like she was in, she was like the actress. And I watched one of her resurfaced uh, interviews and she said, she said the following. She said, I always knew I was going to be famous. I always knew it. I always knew I was going to be famous. And that's very similar to what we mean when we say, I just decided it didn't happen. Like I just decided I was going to be an actress and then I was an actress. And I felt that at a very young age. I always knew I was going to do big shit. I, I couldn't even explain the feeling. I, I just thought I was going to be famous. I used to say I was going to be an actress because that's the only thing I could think of that was like big and fundamental. Because again, in my world, people weren't entrepreneurs. People weren't coaches. They weren't leaders in this in this kind of world. They were actresses or celebrities. So I always thought I was going to be a celebrity. Until I got into the world, I knew that it wasn't just because I decided. That's one of the things. Choosing to do this work is the first step. You've already chosen. You're listening to this podcast. Like you, you're already you're already doing it. But it's not the decision that gets you where you are. It's not like an overnight, like I decided and then it happened. It's like, no, you didn't. It was compounded actions, work, and beliefs that led to it all happening. Every day, and remember we talked about the bamboo in one of our earlier episodes, every day you show up, it's a seed planted. Every day you decide to work through your shit, it's a seed planted. It's it's all the, d- the dots connecting. It's never just a singular thing. It's not just a decision. Decision is part of the piece. But again, if you don't have the tools to navigate all of this, if you don't have the emotional regulation or intelligence to work through what pops up, this work is going to be really hard for you. It's going to be. It's just, that's how it is. And every level is the same. 
is the same thing. It's very interesting. I work with so many fundamental, magnificent human beings and they will have a big month and then they'll panic. And then they'll have, let's say they're making 60K per month. They'll feel like that's in lack. They don't feel like it's enough. It's really crazy to see how we experience the same shit no matter where we're at because the circumstance changes, but the personal power never does. It does change, but you know what I mean? So in this, what I want you to look at is the next time you hear, just believe it to be true and it is, now we know how to rework that and debunk it. Number two, you need to be positive or else you're attracting what you don't want. Not true unless you're sitting in it. The how doesn't matter. The how does matter, but going beyond the, well, how, 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 8,000 steps ahead, that doesn't matter. I just decided and it happened. No, you didn't. Every day you show up is a compounded action on top of, on top of all the things you're doing. Success is compounded. It's, it's all of it added up and it continues to add up and continues to add up because evolution and growth is in your DNA. It's, that's just what's going to happen. You're going to grow. You're going to continue to grow. That's just, that's just how life works. 95% of your brain subconscious. What you are hearing is not who you are. Who you are today is who you're becoming. What you think today plants seeds for tomorrow. Think about that. 90% of your thoughts are from yesterday. How often do you actually think about what you're thinking about? <laughs> you know, like how, how often do you like question what you're thinking about on a daily basis? We typically just run on autopilot. And until you start to sit with, okay, I want to challenge that. I want to look at that. I want to dig deep on that. I want to play with that. I want to, I want to see this differently. I want to see a different perspective. I want to see why this is triggering me so bad. I want to see why I'm activated. This is where the real change comes into play. And if you want to learn how to do this, how to dig deeper into your subconscious, how to navigate the conversations you're holding, how to use these toxic money mindset um, suggestions or coaching and how to see it differently and continue on the journey of here's what I want to be true and here's what I know is true and here's how to do it all, how to plug it in, how to unplug it when it doesn't serve you anymore, all of the things. I'm teaching this in the new masterclass, the uh, becoming the match. You're always a match for something. And very little do we ever just choose what we're a match for. So I'm going to teach you how to do that. It's all, all about subconscious programming, your coding, how to differentiate the two. There, we, we often just allow ourselves to become who we're becoming. We're just, just, we just were like, oh, well, I'm going to get there. It's like, how about you choose who you want to become? Like, imagine the power in that. Can you feel the power in that? And then what we're going to do, if you want to go deeper in the money mindset conversation and you want more of a... Um, long-term bootcamp style program, education, micro mastery, magnetic money moves launches this month. I have codes for you in the description box. So we have becoming the match and then we have magnetic money moves. If you want both, fantastic. I have a promo code specifically for those who are in becoming the match. So I highly recommend buying that one first, joining that program, and then you get to navigate into MMM. These programs have changed my life. It's full mastery, full understanding of who you are. It's it's recalibrating your power around money and the conversation of money, specifically in your business. Many of us hear the money mindset thing and, and treat the money mindset as a personal thing separate than it is from our business. And many times the money mindset in our business is what takes the brunt of what we actually believe to be true. Because when we're in the thick of it in our business, we're it's just recycled thoughts. We're not really paying attention to it. We it's, it feels like two separate things when really they're so intertwined, obviously that we don't ever give it full attention. And we're going to be doing that in those two programs. So you have the power 
to change these thoughts. You have the power to see them differently. It's not that there's anything wrong with you that hasn't clicked yet. It just hasn't, you haven't heard it in a way that's fully clicked. So I'm curious. If you love this episode, share with me, tag me on Instagram, The Rich Man Podcast, and it's Melanie Aubert. I want to see it on my personal page too. And any questions with this, slide into my DMs. I'm happy to answer any questions that you have regarding this topic around money. And I have codes for you in the description box. I will see you next week on the Rich Man Podcast. I love you. You smell nice. You're beautiful. And I will catch you in the next episode.